Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Go to Luke 17 and verse 5. You understand what faith is about. Tonight I want you to look at this thing from an angle that's going to help you go to a whole new place. I want you to look at me with Luke 17 and verse 5. You could leave it all in the King James and it's fine. We're going to read a couple of verses, and I want, I, want to, I want you to get this word because I want you to understand this. Now, I explain this to you. Faith, faith. Now, y'all know faith is a belief that's formed from the Word of God, okay? You know what I'm saying? So really think. There's, it's not a lot of like, today's not a lot of like shout. Just think. Faith needs to be formed from the Word of God. You form faith from the Word of God. You understand that? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The hearing's really important because if we go to Mark chapter four in a minute, we go, let's go to Mark chapter four, 14. We've been trying to go there for three days, two days, whatever it is. I'm gonna preach this on Sunday too, by the way. There's no way I can't. I know we're in this new series, Supreme. We'll have supreme faith. Let's just do it. I'm gonna tell you what, man. I'm gonna get you there. This is my lane. This is what I'm supposed to do. I know my place in the body of Christ. Uh, you, don't, you know, that's great. I'm not going to teach prophecy. Prophecy is this. Jesus is coming. I'm leaving. That's all I know about it. That's all I care about. I don't know when he's coming. He comes. I leave. You're here. You got a problem. I don't know what to tell you after that. Watch the tapes when we're all gone. I have no idea. Get your life right now. Keep me in my lane where I'm good. This is where I'm good. Leave me alone. Okay? And go to, let's go to Mark 4. Let's go to Mark 4.14. Let's start there. I'm going to switch this Luke up because I need you to see this because I want you to understand. It says, the sower sows the word. These are they by the wayside. Okay, now you got to understand something about this. Preach Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4 is the most important chapter in the whole Bible. Okay? There's no doubt in my mind. Mark chapter 4 is the most important chapter in the Bible. You need to read Mark chapter 4 once a week. Why? I, I would. Because here's what he says. He teaches the principle of seed. If you don't understand the principle of seed, you're never going to understand how the kingdom of heaven works. Everything you do in the kingdom is a seed principle. Okay? This is the whole thing. People that come to church on Sunday, they should know this. Sower sows the word. These are they by the wayside. Jesus was talking about him going and him preaching, and he's saying, I'm sowing the word. Okay? Then he talks about the parables of the heart. So look, sower sows the word. Go, 15. Look what it says. And as you watch this, and these are they by the wayside, where the word of God is sown, but when they've heard it, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. Stop, pause, think about it. I've told you this before. You got to pay attention in here because I'm going to fly. And when I'm flying, you're going to miss it, and then you're going to be like, what happened? Pay attention. I'm only going to keep you 50 minutes, 30, 40 minutes of this. That's it, because it's too much, and I'll just keep coming back. What do I, what do I got to go? I, I'm like an Energizer Bunny. I'll stay here all night, right? But, but when they've heard, Satan comes immediately. What did I tell you? What you don't understand, the devil will steal. Lack of understanding is the number one cause for the believer to be ignorant. Now, I don't say that rudely. Deprived of information. That's just a, it's a goofy word just to say you've been deprived of information. How much information do you need to establish a truth that's on your watch? I'll go slow. What did I say? How much information on a truth that you need, that's you. I don't know. You need six scriptures? I don't know. You're the lawyer, right? What do you do? You try a case. How do you do it? You show up with evidence. How much evidence does it take to convince you the truth? Plead your case. What do you think Jesus said when he said plead your case? You think you got to convince God of the word that he wrote and gave you? No, you got to convince yourself that what God said is true, it's true for you. Because God knows it's true. The pleading the case is to convince you, convince your soul. 
you got to convince your soul. Everything you're doing spiritually is convincing your soul to accept what Jesus already gave you. That's all it is. That's all it is. Your spirit's perfect. Ephesians 1.3, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Colossians 1.27, Christ in you to hope of glory. Where's Christ? He's in me. Where's all spiritual blessings in me? How do I get what's in me out of me? I believe it in my soul, and I pull it through. Do you get it? Bless the Lord, O my soul. What is he saying? Bless my soul. James says, save your soul. Why? Your soul's nuts. You understand it? But I'm going to tell you right here now, your soul is more powerful than the devil. It's the truth. You'll kill yourself. Don't say that in a weird way, and I don't say that slightly or rude. But you've seen people, their flesh will kill them. They have no power over it. You can get power over all that stuff. You understand what I'm saying? But let's just get this. Look what he says. So understanding is key. Remember that? Well, how does the enemy steal what you don't understand? Simple. You leave it there. That's why faith has to be accepted. The minute faith is heard, it has to be accepted. If it's not accepted, it's rejected. If it's rejected, you got to hear again. How fast does faith come? As fast as you can hear. How fast does faith go? As fast as you reject what you've heard. Can't stack it. Can't bring a doggy bag of it. If you don't accept it when you hear it, it ain't lasting. This is the biggest misconception, I believe, with it. Because if it's not now, it's not faith. Guys say tense is there. I like the tense. I'm kind of down. But I don't think you can activate something later without hearing again. So the hearing is really important. So Jesus makes an overemphasis in Mark chapter 4 that the key is hearing. Your key every time you hear the word of God is keeping your hearing open. Because in the hearing is where accept and reject is figured out. Take, that's why Mark 4.24, don't go there. He says, take heed what you hear because the measure you hear it is the measure it's coming back. The hearing is the key. But the hearing is also connected to the rejecting or the accepting. Does that make sense? Because why? The minute you hear what shows up, intellect. Right? Reason, doubt, unbelief, all this stuff. How are you going to do that with this? Right? How's that going to happen? Oh, my God. Everything's coming at you like a whirlwind. Because the minute faith shows up, what's the reciprocal of faith? Fear. Every doubt you ever had in your life is connected to fear. Okay? So now what do we got to do? We have to quiet this stuff. Okay? So look, he says what? He said these people here immediately, right, takes away. It was sown in their heart. Well, how does that happen? Lack of understanding. So what does that mean? I have to produce accumulation of truth. Don't give me one scripture. Give me five scriptures about what you're believing God for. Give me scriptural evidence. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established as a truth. Come on. That's why I love Fred Price. I love Dr. Price. Evidence. Come on. Don't you always, I always do this, right? Evidence. I didn't know what they were singing for like 15 years of watching the show. Evidence. Can we see you? Evidence. I love this. I do this every time I teach faith. Evidence. Evidence. Can we see Evidence. Yeah, he went to, he would be, he'd come to Winter Bible, you know, down to Price. I used to see all those dudes, man, it's cool, man. They used to show up, Marilyn Hickey, remember they all show up? Man, it was like, it was like the Super Bowl. They'd come for Winter Bible Seminar, it'd be like 8,000 people in there and all these fate giants would come. I'd be like, oh, cool, man, like, look, man, like, you know, it's like, look at these guys, man, these guys are changing the world, you know? Or Roberts came. Yeah, those guys would come and sit there and I was like, man, look at this. Plus, packed out with weight, you know? And it was like funny, but I was like, what is he saying? Evidence. Can we see your evidence? Faith is the evidence. Now faith is the 
of things? Come on. Come on. Come on. Where you got this of? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Where's your evidence? What is your evidence producing? What is your evidence proof producing? Things that are not seen. Amplified said that's the title deed. That's the paperwork. Now you got to call it in. See, this world in the spirit is totally different than the natural world you live in. You've been using natural faith, but natural faith don't work out here. Because natural faith, like tomorrow morning, right? Some of you get paid on Friday, right? You've been using natural faith. Like you expect the money to show up. You, natural faith is working, but natural faith does not, tra- it's not the same as spiritual faith because spiritual faith doesn't work with natural laws. It works with spiritual laws. That's why it's different. But once you understand the laws, see, this is so cool. See, once you understand the laws of God, like it's like electricity. I don't jack around with electricity. I don't understand it. I'm at the house. Remember I told you I shut the whole house down if I could because I don't know how to put the wires. I don't know. You guys play with stuff that's all wide open. Some of these guys in here, they put 220 in over there. I was like, I ain't even going near that, man. They're like, oh, that ain't big. I was like, yeah, whatever. Why? If you understand the laws of electricity, you ain't got no problem leaving it live. But the novice that doesn't understand the laws of it understands it's dangerous. I could kill myself, so I ain't touching it. You see it? God's laws are like electricity. If you understand the laws of it, you can work with it. If you don't understand the laws of faith, you're in trouble. That's why you come to stuff like this. Why are you going to church on a Thursday night? Because I got to know something I don't know. You understand? This is why. So he's saying, take here. So where's your evidence? Okay. Well, what is happening with a lot of you is you're in church and you're hearing it. And as soon as you hear it, you're doubting it. That's because you're not positioned and ready to hear because that's why the most important thing you do when you come to church, that's why you got to go read Mark chapter 4. He's talking about everything you hear. He's talking about all the stony heart and all the messed up heart is you. It's the spiritual you. Jesus said, I'm sowing seed. What you doing with it, that's your business. But I'm throwing seed like the sower sows. Where's your heart at to receive? So somebody's sitting here going, I don't know if that can happen. Faith just left. You got to hear again. The doctor said, you better hear again. I don't think I can do that. You got to go here again. Because as soon as it comes, it has to have agreement. Otherwise, what? It cannot take root. Look what he's saying. It's Mark chapter 4. You're going to see this. We need to stay here just for a minute because you got to see it. Oh, I go to church. I don't care if you go to church the rest of your life till your hair falls off your head. It ain't going to change you. And that's why you got to go somewhere where they're saying something. Well, we had a good sermon. It was about, oh, I was just good. Hey, a break. Look, I don't know, but that's why you got to train. And hear truth. Look what it says. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. That means it was sown. That means it was spoken. When they've heard it, Satan comes immediately and takes away what? What they didn't receive. So he's just taking everything you didn't say. I don't know if that's for me. Well, guess what? It ain't now. And you ain't got no. Now, here's the thing. What is in the seed? The potential to produce what you heard. What happens if you don't take that seed and leave it in your heart? It don't grow no fruit. And you can't produce change. But I got news for you. I'm going to show you how to use faith and patience in this thing and change your world. Okay? Now watch this. So watch 16. Let's just read through it quick. We'll go to 24 and then we'll be all right so you can see it. You need to hear it. And these are they which likewise are sown on stony ground. Now he's talking about those. When they heard the word, immediately they received with gladness. How many got them Sunday warriors? Come on, right? Yeah! Hallelujah! Hey, that's the hallelujah. That's, uh, such as hear the word on Sunday and immediately they got gladness. 
and have no move, they have no root in themselves. So endurable for a time. Afterward, when the pressure shows up for the word, they are offended. Now, why did the pressure show up for the word? Come on, you know this stuff, but you got to realize that, oh, if you know it, then why are you getting mad when it ain't happening? Why are you so, oh, I, I'm so, I'm dying. Yeah, you better, you're going to die. You're going to go through sacrifice to see seed develop in your life. Jesus explained it. He said, unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground and dies, it abides alone. If there's no death, you ain't got no seed producing. And some of you in the early season of this death, you hate it so much, you forfeit all your seeds because you want to be like everybody else. Let me go back there. That's a good place to stay for a minute. You're in utter death. This is really good stuff. Because here's what happens. Yeah, because you know, people don't want to talk like this. You go to a season of utter death, and everywhere you go, it's like everything around you is dying. Because there's no place to find anything to go, yay, because everything is in the ground. And the only way seed grows in your life is it's got to die. And you've got to leave it in the dirt and let it die so it could spring forth life. That's what Jesus said with his life. He said, I went to a garden, and he said, I gave up my life. And he said, unless a grain of weed falls in the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it bears fruit, it'll bear fruit to change your life forever. So everybody's got to go through the process sometimes of that dying process because seeds got to go in the ground and stay in there long enough to bear fruit. Now, how do you explain that? It's called usually isolation. You go through sacrifice, you go through isolation, seed goes through process. If you don't understand the process, you'll quit on it. That's what most people do. They have faith for three weeks. They don't see nothing change. They look at the things that have nothing to do with faith. They look at changed circumstances. They look at stuff changing. They go, well, I guess it didn't work, and what do you do? You say they're praying prayers over and over with the lack of faith you had the first time you prayed. That's why you didn't get it to come to pass the first time, and you pray. Everything you prayed for more than once, unbelief was around. Because you didn't believe you received when you prayed. If you believe you received when you prayed, why are you praying the same thing twice? It's tough, but it's the only way to get here. So let's just get it over with. So why'd you pray the same thing twice? Well, you know, no. You didn't come at it from a different angle. You didn't have enough faith the first time. That's just truth. Don't get mad at me. Just get better at it. If I'm going to believe I receive, I got people writing it down. I believe that I receive. They'll tell you the day. They'll tell you their time. That's when I release my faith. It gives you a point of contact to go back to. I love it. I got them now. They'll tell you when it was. I had the one. They might be watching. The kid, they went to the doctor. It's God's honest truth. They got the paperwork from the hospital. They said, there's stuff not right. I said, just chill out. Everybody freaking out. Just chill for a minute. Let me get my head around it. When I was at the house, I looked at the clock. I said, it's this day. It's this time right here. We believe we receive, and everything's going to be perfect. Don't worry about what they said. I got the paperwork on the desk. We're not worried about it. They might be watching. They'll be cool. I'm not mentioning names. You don't know what it is. I had the paperwork. said there was something wrong. Abnormality. Stuff's wrong. I said, just chill out. Let's give faith some time. The hardest pressure about faith is this. I don't want to wait. I want it now. And it's hard to stay in faith when we're working with time because I want the circumstance to change now so I can keep faith. That's because your faith isn't strong yet. It's slipping. Because you need something outside to tell you whether this is working or not. When you understand these laws, you'll never shake another moment of your life because you understand how these laws work. Because time, time, see, remember this. Remember this. Time never changes faith. Faith changes time. Time don't change nothing. Time's, a, time's dangerous, man, because it's hard, because time always takes patience, and patience is miserable if you don't have any. Faith changes time. It'll speed up process. You can redeem time with faith. Faith's the currency that can redeem time. Stuff you jacked up for 20 years, God can give you time, speed, warp to pull it back together, but faith can do it.
It's the only way to do it. it it'll move. Remember that's that Rome, remember that was a, the Syrophoenician woman, the Greek lady? Remember? Her daughter was vexed with devils. She said, I worship you, I worship you. He's like, leave me alone, you're a dog. He calls her a dog. Jesus goes, you're a dog, you eat crumbs off the master's table. Yeah, great, whatever, you're still a dog. He said, don't bother me. The disciple said, don't bother me. Jesus said, take a walk. And she said, yeah, you could call me all day. What, you want to call me dog, whatever you want, but I worship you. He said, it's not for, this message isn't for you. It's for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It's not your message. She are Gentile, it's not time. She said, yeah, but I got faith. She changed his mind, bro. She did. Changed my life. I was like, how did this lady get him to do something? And then he went back into time. He said, it's not time for you to give this message. But he couldn't move by faith. That's when I knew. I said, wait a minute, stop. How in the heaven is Jesus, because we're going to go to this thing in a minute, because i got to teach you this. How in the heaven is Jesus changing his mind? He told her, you're a dog. I'm not bringing you. This message isn't for you. He couldn't move by her faith. Her faith stuck him in a position to move into the future, give her a promise in the now, and go back into the moment and preach the message that wasn't time for her to get. Because of faith. He locked, she locked Jesus up. What do you mean? He don't say nothing. His daddy don't tell him. He don't step out of bounds. He said, it ain't for you. You're a dog. Beat it. It's not time for you to hear this. Go away. She said, yeah, but I worship you, man. I worship you. She grabbed him with faith, shut him down. Jesus, shut him down. He's like, where am I going to go? He's stuck. He got to heaven. And he said, what do I do with her? And moved into the future, grabbed the promise, gave it to her in the now, and went back into the moment and preached what? It ain't time yet for the Gentile. Her faith moved time. Yours could too. See, now you got to start getting these principles downloading. You're like, I got that kind of power. You got that kind of power. But here's the thing. You develop. God thinks to move on. How do you do that? He, he ain't gone. He ain't, he ain't coming. With you know what got me? I said, man, he changed her mind. First shot, the disciples said, go away. She's like, yeah, whatever. I worship you. Second shot, Jesus said, beat it. You're a dog. Call her a dog. Imagine I come call you. You come up for prayer. You're a dog. Leave me alone. Don't bother me. The disciples and everybody in the church like, don't bother the preacher. Leave him alone. You know, I'll go home mad, never come back, write me a Yelp report. Pastor Chris is a jerk. Relevant church stinks. Come on, man. She's like, you call me whatever you want to call me, but guess what? You ain't going to call me not getting a miracle. <laughs> she got there, bro. She's like, I'm getting it. See what I'm saying? Messed it up. Messed me up because I'm like, what did you do? He's like, I got to check in. He said, and I knew it. I said, right there. I said, she got to the place of faith with her worship. She said, I worship you. He said, I can't move by faith. God cannot pass by faith. Prove it. That blind Bartimaeus, blind all his life, chilling out, blind, right? Chilling, blind man. Say, here come Jesus. Say, hey, son of David, have mercy on me. Shut up. Shut up, nothing. That's my way out. Hey, what you want? What you think I want, man? I would have been a little arrogant, right? What you think I want? I can't see. Help me. And he said, what? He said, I want to see. He said, go according to your faith. You got it. Why? Faith. 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 How'd they get faith? They had to hear. How'd he hear? That Syrophoenician woman had to hear. This guy can change my situation. You got to hear. You got to hear. Look what happens. When you hear, you're like, I don't think it's for me. It ain't going to be for you. 
Affliction and persecution arise, pressure, look at it, put it up there, rises for the word's sake, right where we were. Why? For a time after they rise, they're cool with it, immediately after a while they get offended. Why you get offended? Why ain't it happening? Brother Norfolk, we always used to say that, God don't wear no watch. He used to say, God don't wear a Timex, I changed it to a Rolex. God don't, change, God don't wear no Rolex. Hey, come on, you got to laugh a little bit. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? God don't look at time like time, he don't care about no time. You don't want to know the time. A day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day. Brother Hagen said it the best. He said, when you're willing to wait forever, you ain't going to have to wait for long. See, that's the problem with people. Well, when's it going to happen? If you ask me when it's going to happen, you ain't even in faith yet. You're still in reason. How long is this going to take? Forget it. You got to lose time. Lose time. Because once you lose time, true, tell you what, you'll start moving it. Because faith can move it. Look what he says. Now we got to get going. Come on. Right? He said, what? Affliction. For the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Those people lose it. Why? They get mad. How many people you know should be serving God right now? They prayed some, got offended, and they got all whacked out. Come on. Tell the truth. They're just the victim of the word. Because they didn't understand how it works. And this is why I got to teach people this. Affliction and persecution arises for the word's sake. You ain't no special little anointed little fuzzy-headed Christian. You got word, you got, and it's the best one. I didn't have no problems when I was lost. No, duh. You really didn't. You really didn't have no problems when you were lost. You know what I'm saying? You had little baby problems, but now all of a sudden you come in the kingdom and now you got promises. Now you got to fight all the hell. Hell used to be on your side. Hell ain't on your side no more. You know what I'm saying? You were rolling in hell. You know, like, yeah, right on. Hell was like, yeah, amen. You know, y'all rolling. Now you're in heaven. You got promises. You got to fight. You got all this stuff. You're like, God almighty, Pastor Chris, I want to go to the easy church down the street. You know, y'all singing like Lionel Richie, easy like a Sunday morning. Ain't nothing easy in here, baby. Roll up your sleeves and fight. Fight and get strong and fight. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Nothing's happening in my life. You ain't, if nothing happened in your life, you ain't got one promise from heaven in your mouth. Every time you got a promise from heaven, you got to roll up your sleeves and hang on. Look, when what? They're so, which is starting to want thurns. They hear the word. Keep going. Watch this one. This gets good. Keep going. And the cares of the world. How many got some of them? They choke in the world. I don't care. I got anxiety. I got worry and fear and fret. Care of the world comes. Deceitfulness and riches cause. Lots of other things come. Choke the word of God and it becomes unfruitful. How many got some cares? How many got, ooh, deceitfulness and riches. What's that mean? Ooh, money's bad. That doesn't mean money's bad. That means when you didn't have a job and now you got one and forgot about God, you the ding dong. Right. And when you had no life and you were worshiping God and now you got some fat stacks in your pocket, you can't serve God no more. That's deceitfulness and riches. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like now you're like all messed up, running after bucks and not serving God. Hello, leave it there. Look, I'm just telling you right here, right? Okay, enter in church the word of God, deceivingness. You all know this stuff, but you need to get a refresher in this and understand this, and then we're going to go from here because I'm going to add the element in the back to change your life. Look, and these lots of things enter in church the word of God comes unfruitful. Keep going, right? Boom. These are they which are sown on good ground. How many want good ground? What do they do? What do good ground people do? Now watch. They what first? And then what? Put down one. Here. Two. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What you mean receive? Receiving it is different than hearing it. They ex- receive means this. Accept it to be a truth to you. Now hearing it, oh, that's so good. That's so big. Leanne can have it because it's huge. That ain't what hearing is. Hearing is, I hear it for me, receive it for me, and become a doer of it in me. That's the difference of the word. When you hear it, you can't just go, oh, that's cute. God can do miracles. 
He did miracles for Jack. Praise God. That's great. He did a miracle for Jack. That's good. I want him to do miracles for all of you. But guess what? If he did a miracle for you, he could do a miracle for me. Receive it. When's the last time you received it as what? Took ownership of it for you. Don't just hear it. Receive ownership of it. That's it. Right there. And then what? Receive it and bring forth fruit. What's it mean to bring forth fruit? Act it on it. You got to act on it. You got to act on it. So now this is what people do. Now watch this. Don't release faith early. It has to be formed and developed before you ever could release it. That's the problem with people. They release faith immaturely, and they don't have the root within themselves to hang on. Meditate on it for a little bit before you release it. You release it with words. I'm going to show you how to do it, right? Then it gets some 30, 100, 60 fold. Some 60, 30, 30, 60, 100 fold. How'd that happen? How'd that happen? It's grow period. How'd it grow? Grow because you put it in the ground. Say like a man put a seed in the ground, blade the ear, the full kernel in the ear. Keep watching Go to verse 24. Now watch this. 24 is the key, and then we're going to go to Luke 17. Go. And he said to them, take heed what you hear. What's that mean, man? You better pay attention to everything you hear because the measure and value you put on what you hear, that's how it's coming back to you. You're only, you're, your future is only as good as the person you're listening to. God's on the street, man. God told me something today I won't tell you right away, but I was like, I, I, he blew me out. I told Pastor Liz she didn't even know what I was talking about. But, but she, knew, she understood what I was saying, but I was like, I'm telling you, it's true. It's true. It's true. Your life's only as good as who you listen to. The more value you put on what you listen to and who you listen to is the more value your life goes up. I can keep you alive. It's true. It's a God's honest truth. I was serious about it. I was, I was shocked. Shocked me. Yeah, because they'll believe what you tell them. You think this is all based upon, you know what's crazy in this room? Jesus said, hey, I'll show you something here. Jesus didn't change this for you or you or you. He said it once to everybody. Why is everybody getting it at different levels? The value they put on what they're hearing. That's what he's trying to say when he told you in Romans. He said, I gave you the measure of faith. Not a measure, the measure. Everybody got the same measure to go get it. What's the difference of the guy over there getting it and the guy down the street not? He don't value what he hears. The saved guy heard the message of the gospel and decided to accept Jesus. What did the guy down the street do? He didn't care. He didn't value what he heard. What do you think Brother Hagin did? Or your favorite preachers? What do you think they did? He valued what he heard, based his life on it. Wouldn't cross-grain it in his thinking nor the words of his mouth. Why'd he build what he built? He had the same word you got, got the same Bible in his lap as you got. He just sold out. Anybody. Is Jesus saying it better for somebody else? No, he said it all equal to everybody. That's why he ain't no respect to a person. Why is it working in other people's life different than somebody else's? The value they put on what they heard. It's the work. What did he say, right? I remember Brother Hagin saying, he said, I made a determining factor to everything. He said, I will stop getting revelation knowledge. He said, I determined right there, everything I read, I'm going to be a doer of what I read. What's your life going to look like when everything you read, you become a doer of what you read? Ah, uh, come on, man. This ain't no, he ain't got no, God don't got no pixie dust. He puts, oh, you, you special, and you, you special, and you not special, and you special. Shut it. God said, here's the book, yes and amen. You could all have it. Yes and Amen. Ain't no respect to person. And stop living in limitation. And stop this nonsense, this stupid earth trying to put on you like you limited. 
I'm limited because I'm a woman. I'm limited because it is. I'm limited because of that. I'm like, shut up. You ain't limited by nothing. You got the Bible in your mouth? You're limited by nothing. You're limited by, I'm, they don't know, I'm broke. I came from, I don't care where you could have come from Mars for crying out loud. You ain't limited by nothing. Stop letting this earth and society put something on you God never planned for you. You less than because you this. You less than because of that. And they, they tried to, I went to India. Oh, we don't have that kind of money. I said, shut up, man. Talk like that. The Bible didn't say exemption from foreign nations. He said he's no respecter of person. You keep thinking like that, you'll stay broke. Come on, man. You see this? Cut it out. Change the name. So go to Luke 17. We got to go. Come on. I can't give you too much. You pulling this in? Are you getting this? Now watch this. You like that? People get mad. You know why? You know why people get, you want to know why people preach limitations? Oh, yeah, I'm going to mess somebody up and you're going to get mad at me. I don't really care. I don't read the fan mail. Look, Luke 17. You want to know why people want to eat that up? They're lazy. Yeah, they use it as a lazy thing. Well, you know, I'm, 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 they're pressing me down. Nobody pressing you down. You lazy. Christian, little lazy Christian. Well, you know, I don't Be quiet. Put the word of God in your mouth and build your faith and speak the word of God, and you ain't got nobody limitation on you. Come on. Oh, yeah, nobody like me now. Oh, you were cute a little while ago when you were talking about speak to money and make it come. Now I'm speaking to you and make you work. We're faith. You got to work this stuff. Look at Luke 17, 5. Now you got to get this now. See, this is really good. This is going. This is going to be revelation. And the apostles said, increase our faith. Right? They want faith to go to another level. And look what Jesus said. You got a red letter of the Bible? It's in red, right? Who got a red one? You got a red one? What is it saying there? It's up there on the screen. <laughs> the Lord said. Look at the Lord said. They said, increase our faith. What did Jesus say? He said, he said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say, Woo! Woo! He said, If you got faith, you might say, Come on. See, you say, You say, Well, why praise God? Pay See, I ain't saying nothing. That's because you ain't got no faith. If you had faith as a seed, you would say, Come on, baby. If you had faith like a seed, you would say, come on, come on, you getting it. If you had faith, Jesus said, increase our faith. He said, I'll show you how to increase your faith. I'll show you how to take faith to another level. If you got faith like a seed, you start saying. Saying what? Uh, you might say into that sycamore tree or that mountain-moving tree, what? Be thou removed, plucked up at the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. It shall obey you. But what are you? Now watch this now. Watch, watch this now. But what are you having a servant plowing or feeding cattle will say to him, by and by, when he has come from the field, go sit down and eat some dinner. Now go slow, go slow, don't go nowhere. He's saying, how many of you have an employee that's working for you in the field and you in the house chilling and the employee comes in and says, hey, 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 I know you work hard today. You sit down and why don't you just eat some dinner and chill out and relax? Nah, bro. This ain't handout Sunday. Pay attention. He's talking about faith being a servant. Watch this. Which of you having a servant plan? He's liking faith to a servant. The problem is this with everybody in this room. That's why I'm busting the doors of Revelation in here, and I ain't going nowhere. 
You've been serving faith when all the while faith should have been serving you. Because it's employed by you. You ain't employed by it. <laughs> you gonna get on the ride home. You gonna get on the ride home. Like, oh, I'm a, oh, you trying to get your faith to work. Oh, faith work. Oh, faith, faith work. Oh, maybe faith's coming to work today. It's like you do at work. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how y'all do at work, because y'all got these goofy people that work for you. I know it's hard, you know? Oh, maybe Tommy's going to show up today. Maybe Tommy's going to show up for work today. Oh, I pray Tommy shows up. You over there. I pray Tommy shows up today. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, maybe Tommy will show up. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. This ain't like natural work. Faith shows up. Why? Because faith works for you. You don't work for faith. Boy, when I'm done with you tonight, you're going to be a mess. You know what I'm saying? He likened faith to a servant. He's saying, who got a servant and tells the servant, go and come and gets a big shot idea? Watch it. now. he ain't done. Watch. He said, when he comes from the field, go and sit down on me. Keep going. Keep going. And will not rather say in him, uh, what? Make ready where I may sup and gird thyself and serve meal till I've eaten and drunk it. And afterward, then you shall eat. Okay, <laughs> keep going, <laughs> shall eat and drink. You guys got more of them? Does, does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded to him? I think not. Look at verse 10. So likewise, oh God, come on, I got 10 more minutes. So likewise, when you shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servants, we have done what is our duty to do. He said faith is your servant. He's trying to get you to understand that faith works for you. This is what he's saying. This is what he's saying. When you hear faith and you say into that tree, pick this up, faith, you found faith. Faith says. Faith says, if you had faith, you would say. Why do you think people ain't talking and stuff? They ain't got no faith for it. They ain't got no faith for it. They ain't talking and stuff because they ain't got no faith. If, if you had faith, you would say under the tree. I got news for you. You want to know what the tree is going to obey? Faith. Jesus showed you how to do it in Mark. He said, say unto that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the tree. See, shall not, I got trees in my mind. Shall not doubt, but shall believe whatsoever he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. God, know what happened? He said this. He said, faith is formed from the word of God. You want to know what the tree is going to obey? Faith. And you want to know what's going to obey you? Faith. What does the tree obey? Faith. Because God gave you his faith. Galatians 2.20, it's no longer I live, but the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He said, when you release faith-filled words... Now, this blew me out. I'll say the end of this thing. I'll give you two more places. It's going to mess you up. Because I started getting challenged in myself. I said, where did you get this material from? He said, from the foundation of the world. I said, stop. He said, yeah. Then he started putting all the dominoes together. So let me know. Let's not lose it. Faith works for you. You don't work for faith. Faith is an employee. You are the employer of faith. You give faith employment. Faith obeys you. Faith comes from the word of God, and once it becomes, you take ownership of it by accepting it. When you release it, faith now has been employed by you. You release beliefs. They're God's beliefs. 
So here's the problem. It's, it's a brand new mental picture. What is he trying to say? He said, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you would say. And guess what will happen when you release that word of faith? That tree, that mountain, that situation, and that circumstance will obey your faith because you are the employer of it. It works for you. You don't work for it. He said, what's the big deal? He said, you're getting all excited when it works. He says, what'd you get excited if you're employed? You're going to get all excited. You hire this guy. You pay him all day long. He goes and picks limbs up and brings them back. You're going to clap at the end of the day? Oh, good job. You give a rip of what he did. You're like, praise God. You're supposed to do that. That's what I paid you for, bro. I'm grateful, but I ain't, well, I ain't sitting here. No, he said, that's what you, you got a whole new perspective on faith now. Because you thought you were working for faith. No, faith's working for you. He said it. Jesus said this. Faith is a servant. It serves you. Why? Because God gave it to you. Problem is this. Some of you don't got no one. You, ain't, you, you a lousy boss. Because you ain't giving this thing no work. What kind of work you giving faith? Faith's waiting around. Waiting for you. Give me something to do. I'm bored. Angels in heaven waiting for you. They got to obey. Faith obeys you. He, he works for you. You're going to be so messed up tomorrow. What does this joker said? I pray. I'm right. Jesus told you right there. He said, he said go back to, go back to first. I can't go no further than this. You're going to have to come back Sunday because you guys are going to get stuck here. I'll give you the last one, though. Go to verse 5. Go back to 17.5. You did you pull it in? He said, look, he said this. He said, the apostles said to increase our faith. Jesus said, okay, you want me to show you how to increase your faith? That's what they asked. What was the question? He answered their question. You understand? He said, hey, help us increase our faith. He said, okay, let me show you what. Look at verse 6. He said, if you had faith, you would say. How you increase your faith? Speaking. 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 You're supposed to be calling those things that be not as though they were, but you ain't talking to nothing. Your faith is unemployed. Put it to work. <laughs> Look, okay, so, all right, y'all know you. I'm playing with your head. I'm tinkering with your head. It's okay, so give me a minute. I can get an extra five minutes out of everybody for this because I'm tinkering with your brain. It's good, though. And the Lord said... If you had faith like a, as a what? A seed. What was he talking about, seed? He been talking about sower sows the word, seed, seed. He been talking about seed. You got to put it in the ground. Now, here's the thing. You got to use faith and patience. Now, it might not automatically change, but you so messed up now because you know faith is your servant. <laughs> you the boss. You ain't going to be working. Look, now, I ain't talking about these jacked up people that work for you in natural. This is a kingdom principle. When you put faith to work, faith does its job. It is not a lousy employee. It works very well for the boss because it's been released by God. How'd you get faith filled there at words anyway? God put them in the foundation of the world. When he put it in the word, he spoke it into existence. That's what I wanted to know. I wanted to know where the character of it, where it came from. He said, I put it in the beginning. I'm going to show you because if I give you too much, I'm blowing you out, okay? So God put faith. It ain't even your faith, bro. You got the faith to Abraham, and Abraham got faith by believing God and was credited him righteous, and then God gave you his faith through Abraham's faith. You got God's faith. Yeah. Come on, right? So it ain't, it ain't even your faith. You know what I'm saying? Where did faith come from? The word of God. Where did you get the word of God? From God. The gospel, right? That's where faith is found. He, what he's saying in 1 Peter, he said, I put what? He said the power, the divine power is in the word of God. They're capsules. Of God's word. Is it your word? That's God's word. When you speak God's word, as long as you keep God's word in your mouth, the, the, the earth don't know the difference. The devil don't know the difference. Nobody knows the difference. Once you start figuring out the difference, you're going to be better for it. Because I'm one with God. He who's been joined to the Lord is one spirit. Problem is with you, you your identity screwed up. I told you that. 
Leave your identity in God. Don't come out. This is what he said. He said, faith's a servant. See, some of you are going to have to meditate on this on right at home because you're like, faith's my servant. I just told you it's your servant. He said, if you understood this, he said, you would say unto this tree. Say what? If you had faith in grain, grain and mustard seed, you would say. He said, if you had faith, you would say. You got faith? Then say. That's how you release it. Say unto this succumine tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it shall obey you. Keep going. Look at the you. What you mean you? Well, the tree or the obstacle is obeying what? Faith. You seen it? But faith's obeying you. <laughs> faith's like, what do you want me to do, sir? Reporting for duty. I got faith from the word of God. Now watch this. You can read about it. I just seen that thing in there in the word. You go now. When you release that thing with power, pow, it's on assignment, man. Jesus said, he taught him that in Mark. He said, Peter got up the next day and said, man, that tree that thou cursed. Jesus said, that thing was dead the minute I spoke. You had to see it to believe it. I saw it when I said it. Peter came back the next day and said, I see it's withered away and died. Jesus was probably like, yeah, you shocked. I wasn't. Because you had to see it to believe it. I believed it when I said it. Because he understood the power of words. Now watch this. Leave this up here now. Give me like a minute. You're doing great, Kaylee. Thank you. Now pull this in. It obey you and should obey you. See it? Now watch this. Seven. We're done. We're almost done. Keep going. Go to seven. What's you having a servant? He's talking about what he's talking about. He said, you don't get no excited when your guy you employ goes and does his job. What you guys getting all excited about when this stuff's working for you? It's supposed to be serving you. You you not expecting it. You think it's hit or miss. He's saying, faith's your servant. It works for you. You don't work for it. Put it to work. Now, here's where, now watch now. Now, you got to pull this in. Now, I got to give you this because I don't want to leave you on this. Because here's the thing. Well, Pastor Chris, what? You need patience. You need patience. The problem is this. Time's jacking everybody up. Well, shouldn't it change? Be quiet. It's doing its job. Let faith do its work. Problem is you keep pulling faith out. Cut it out. Stop. Leave it alone. Now you know, faith's my what? My servant. It's working for me. It's working for me. I got it up. It's employed. It's been sent out to do its job. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Now you got to see this. I got to give you this one and I got to let you go. So I'm keeping you for a minute. Go to Hebrews 10, 23. Okay? Now you got to understand this. You cannot lose your confidence, which has great recompense and reward. That word confidence isn't translated right as clear as it should be. I don't feel. So I'm going to help you, okay? So go to Hebrews 10, 23, okay? And we're going to see this. That's 1035. Cast not away your confidence, but I want you to see this. So go to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us hold fast the profession or confession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful to that promise. Now you got to hang on that. Now hold that scripture. You got that scripture? You got that scripture? Hold fast my confession. Profession is confession. Problem is this. You release faith one minute and say the right thing, and 10 minutes later, y'all undoing it with your mouth. Because you're waiting, you undo it. Hey, you know, nothing works out good for me. There you go, genius. Now you're jacking the whole system up because now your employer, your faith goes, oh, I'm off the project? You better pay attention to what I just said. This is how obedient faith is. It watches your mouth. You release it and go, go. Faith goes, okay, I got it. Boom. Halfway through, you're like, I don't think it worked. Faith's like, faith's like this, knocking this thing. Faith's like working. Pop, 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 pop. Faith's like this. 
Faith, go. Faith's like, okay, I'm on assignment. Pop, 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 pop. You're over there a week later. I don't think it's working. Faith's like, pop, pop. Am I done? Because I work for you, and whatever your mouth tells me is what I do. So we're done? This don't work. Okay, I'm off that assignment. It's more obedient than you are. It's a servant. You're undoing it. Keep your mouth shut. Pop, 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 pop. Let, keep working, baby. All good things work out. Come on, it's working. It's uh, time. Six months. I don't care if it takes 60 years. I'll drop dead and go to heaven and say, God, where's my stuff? Come on, you understand me? You ain't there yet. Get there now. Get there now. It's got to work, man. Got to work. I ain't backing up on this. Nah, bro. It took, hey, we, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Not listen to you. That's what I'm going to do. Believe faith's working. It's working for me. Don't undo it. It's employed by me. Don't stop. Don't stop. Keep doing it. Now, you see that? Hold fast. What's that mean? Don't you say nothing different, bro. Don't waver with your mouth. Because watch this. Now, watch this. Now, I'm going to show you what this is. Because this word, this is the last part, and then Sunday I'll pick it up. Ten, go to 1035. You got to see this because if you don't see this, this can mess you up, okay? Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward, okay? Okay? Confidence is this. Now, let me show you something about confidence. You got to keep confidence. This, you can play. this confidence thing is this. Now, just pull this in. It's, it's more about speech than it is about a posture. Did you get that? Did you understand what you It's more about speech than it is posture. You know, like, if you went somewhere, like, you get in a ring, you got to go fight, you got to be confident, or you go somewhere on a job, you got to be confident. He ain't talking about that. He's talking about confident in speech more than he's talking about posture. This is what I need you to do. I need you to keep your words confident. Let me explain it to you, right? He says this. He says this. So don't throw it all away now. Message says this. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence without great recompense or reward. Message says this. Do not, don't throw it all away now. You were sure of yourself then, and it's still a sure thing. Did you get that? You want, Harold, can you put that in the message, Kaylee, so they can see it? Cast not away your confidence. Confidence is this. Fearless speech, all outspokenness, frankness, bluntness, publicly assuring Freedom in speaking openly, frankly, without concealment. Stay confident in your mouth. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense. So don't throw it all away now. You were sure of yourself then, and it's a sure thing. What is he saying? Fearless speech. That's what I wrote. You got to keep fearless speech. That's what confidence is. I got fearless speech. Day one is day 60. Keep the fearless speech. Real treasure, nothing they did bother you, nothing set you back, so don't throw it all away now. You were sure of yourself dead, it's still a sure thing. But what? Hang on. Hang on. But you need to what? Stick it out. Stay in with God's plan so you're able for the promised completion. It won't be long now. He's on his way. He'll show up most what? I don't even know what to say. He'll show up what? Most any minute. But anyone who is what? Right? Right? He thrives. Trust him, man. Write this down. I got to keep fearless speech. Keep saying the same thing. Oh, I don't care what you see. Over. I don't care what they say. Over and over and over 
and over and over and over and over and don't let go of it. Don't let go of it because faith's working for you. And this is the thing I saw with this. Everybody think, we're working for faith. We ain't working for faith. We're working to try to get it. No, you ain't got to get it. All you got to do is hear it. And once you get it, you got to release it because you ain't working for faith. Faith's working for you. Faith is my servant. What you going to go put to work tonight? Come on, get on your feet. You better go put this thing to work. Come on. Come on. You better put this thing to work. You got to put your faith to work because if you don't put it to work, it ain't going to work. Amen? How many need to put some faith assignments out there? Come on, right? Come on. And you better be a good boss. That's what the Roman centurion was kind of saying, right? He's like, I say it once. I say it. They go and do what I tell them to do. That's how he got great faith. He said, I got my man of authority. I tell my servant to go. He goes. I tell these people working for me, go. He's a military guy, right? He had the man. He said, I tell them to go. They go. They come. Man, come on, man. That's what you're doing faith. Faith, go. Faith's like, I'm a, yes, sir. Let's go. Giddy up. It's ready to go. You got faith. Faith's my servant. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Say, say this to Jesus. Say, Jesus, thank you for giving me faith from your word. I receive it, and I believe it, and I'm putting faith on assignment. Faith, you're my servant. You're working for me now. I release you in every area of my life. Thank you for being faithful to me, God. I believe it, and I receive it. A Jesus, mighty name I pray. And everybody said, amen. Come on, shout like you got some faith, amen. I believe it. Sunday morning, 9 and 10.30, we'll be back. Listen to it, catch it. We'll do it. I'll add some more to it. Sunday's going to be great. You guys are doing great. Put your faith to work. I love you. God bless you. I'll see you Sunday. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.